The Green Bay Packers have become the youngest team in NFL history to make the postseason. Jordan Love, his right arm, over 300 yards passing. Aaron Jones goes over 100 on the ground in the defense. The pass rush suffocates Justin Fields. Excuse me, just him fields. The Packers get a 17-9 win, and they've got the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry World. It is a week that is going to be full of storylines. Let's talk about all of it live on YouTube. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, no matter what anyone else says. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how today's victory Monday, a playoff Monday on Locked on Packers here brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can get $150 with that first bonus bet, win or lose with FanDuel. Just use that, the, the URL, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Yes, I usually tuck the chain. The chain is out. It is the playoffs because the Green Bay Packers beat their rivals, the Chicago Bears, all week. All week, we had to hear about Justin Fields and how awesome he was playing. It was it was so chef's kiss perfect that to open the, the game, Tony Romo was talking about how outstanding Justin Fields is playing, and they put up the graphic. He's averaging 200 yards a game over whatever sample size. It doesn't matter. It As, as The Rock would say, it doesn't matter. Because the pass rush had Justin Fields in hell on third down in particular. For whatever you want to say about Joe Barry, the players showed up in this one. And the Packers were so disrespected in this game. Almost 60% of the money from the betting public was on the Bears in this one. There was not faith in the Packers to beat the Bears. They were favorites at home. But people bought into the field type. They bought into the narrative that Montez Sweat was a game changer. Did you hear his name mentioned one time? Meanwhile, Rashawn Gary, the player that I've been saying all year is just flat out better, was constantly in the backfield, constantly impacting the game, beating Darnell Wright, beating Charles. It didn't matter who the, the offensive tackle was. He was everywhere in this game. The sack numbers are not going to tell the whole story. He only had one sack, or it didn't even have any sacks. He probably should have gotten a half a sack. But the Packers were able to put together a dominant offensive performance despite the 17 points. And that is that is what I think is emblematic of this season. They get the win. That's huge. That's huge. 
But against the defense, everyone was talking about the came in all this defense. Oh, this defense is playing great since since Montez Sweat. And it wasn't really Montez Sweat. The defense started playing really well in October. But they also got fat on a lot of bad quarterbacks. The Packers put up 432 yards of offense on a defense that had, to their credit, been playing much better football. They outgained the Bears almost, no, excuse me. They outgained the Bears more than two to one. This was a game that was not nearly as close as the final score indicated. The Packers were really in control the whole way. Over seven yards per play. The offense got whatever it wanted. You have a missed field goal. You have a botched end of the first half. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing. That this offense, in the, in the middle of the season, that October stretch, is when the offense just could not overcome the the bad route running, the bad decisions, the bad throws, the bad play calls, the injuries. The offense couldn't overcome it. But now you have most of your guys out there. You have Jordan Love in an absolute rhythm. You've got Matt LaFleur on a heater as a play caller. Jordan Love finishes this game 27 for 32, 316, two touchdowns, a 128.6 passer rating. And of those five incompletions, two of them were touchdowns that should have been caught. But now this offense is good enough to overcome them. Now, of course, if they needed more than 17 points to win, they wouldn't have had it. But who knows how, you know, at the end, if they needed to go score, they probably could have. On the graphic, for those of you watching on YouTube, I have imperfect but dominant for the offense. They dominated this football game. They were clearly much better. If you give them the field goal that they miss, a 41-yarder, that is chip shot. That is like, you expect to hit that 70% of the time. And then at the end of the first half, again, you have a chip shot. Tucker Kraft doesn't go out of bounds. Dontavian Wicks. I, I kind of don't know why you felt like you needed to get more there. Just kick the field goal. And at least give yourself a chance. I understand you think, okay, they're going to give you that, that out route, whatever. I would have just kicked it. But I think it's part of it is you don't trust your field goal kicker right now. We're, we're not going to spend any time being negative on the show today. We're just not. We have plenty of time to talk about some of the stuff that went wrong. But what stands out is against a team playing really, really sound defense, really disciplined defense, the Packers made them look bad. Made them look bad. They beat themselves. And I think that is that is the thing. Now, when you look at the talent on this team, you go, if they play well, if they play together, they can beat anybody. They can beat this Dallas Cowboys team. They can, abs- speaking of teams that beat themselves, this Cowboys team loves to beat itself. <laughs> Be cool. Be cool. Now, that, that offense is rolling. The Packers are going to have to score a bunch of points if they want to go in there into Jerry World. And let's just see if the Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers ownership of the Bears transferred to Jordan Love. Let's see if Jerry World and the Cowboys ownership also transferred. With the way that this offense is going, they didn't even have Christian Watson. That's its own issue that we'll get to probably in the offseason. Hopefully, he can play in this one. The last time Christian Watson played the Dallas Cowboys, you remember what happened. And the 2022 Packers beat the 2022 Cowboys. That was a, a an objectively worse version of the Packers and probably a worse version of the Cowboys too, but still won that game. Now, that, was, that game was at Lambeau, so a different set of circumstances there as well. 
But I think this offense now, over the last few weeks, against top 10 defenses, getting whatever they want, game plan-wise, execution-wise, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Aaron Jones, you get a little bit of Tucker Craft, you get a little bit of Luke Musgrave, a little bit of Bo Melton, a little bit of Monica in my life. Shout out to my, my Lou Bega heads. There might be four. There might be four. This is the youngest team in, in NFL history since they started tracking rookies since 1978 to go to the playoffs. And it's because this team is so deep with talent. There's, there's talented guys everywhere. And they're just, they're just like growing receivers on trees. Yep, next guy up. Now, it shows up in the red zone a little bit. You have Bo Melton. He's got to make that play, and he can't. Okay? You got Romeo Dobbs. He can't make the play, and he's hurt. And then you lose Romeo Dobbs. But it doesn't matter because Dontavian Wicks and Bo Melton and Aaron Jones and just Jordan Love. I want to I take a second as we, as we wind down this first block here. Jordan Love also personifies this game in a lot of ways because I mentioned the numbers, crazy numbers, 316 yards, almost 10 yards an attempt, two touchdowns. He was accurate all day. He still had two mind-numbing plays. Well, one mind-numbing play and then one kind of unlucky play. The end of the first half, throws the jump ball, nearly intercepted. Inexcusable. Can't do that. And then on third and two, you have, he checks to, in control all day at the line of scrimmage. He checks to the RPO. It's there if Bo Melton just runs it. He doesn't. Remember this happened against Minnesota on the first drive. They call an RPO. No one's there to, to have the pass part of the run pass option. And so Jordan Love takes off. He ducks underneath the guy and Tyreek Stevenson just happens to put his helmet right on the ball. A little bit unlucky that it doesn't bounce out of bounds. A little bit unlucky that it, it you know, he hits his helmet at all because if he's, if he's two inches, you know, further down or to the left or whatever it is, it's not a fumble. He played a spectacular game and still had two, two bad plays. Think of if he just has a game where he doesn't have those bad plays, how dominant he can be. It is so exciting to be a Packers fan right now and see that guy under center and feel like all game, whatever you need, he can go get it. it it's third and eight, game on the line. You don't, you don't want to give the ball back to Justin Fields. And more than that, you don't want to put the game in Joe Barry's hand. And so Jordan Love feels the pressure, rolls out to his right. He's got the chip release play. He understands where everyone is on the field. He drops it off to Tucker Craft, who I was like, go down, Tucker, go down. <laughs> please, please go down. Please go down, Tucker, go down. He finally went down and the Packers win. This was in a lot of ways, the opposite of the sort of close game performance that they got last year. And without going into the conversations about what happened there, this is a really cool way to just drive home the point that the Packers are better this year than they were last year. The quarterback play is better this year than it was last year. For whatever excuses you want to make, it's better this year than it was last year. And it's the offense right now that is humming that gives them a chance 
in the postseason. I want to shout out a couple guys in particular in just a second here on our live post-game Locked on Packers. Today's episode of Locked on Packers brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's why they have a quick, intuitive, and easy process. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen Every day, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This does not work if not for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was awesome in this game. 22 carries for 111 yards, a number of chunk runs, also caught a couple balls that first third down. He comes out wide side of empty. They're expecting man coverage. He slides underneath and you give yourself an opportunity. Jordan Love, free runner in his face. He gets the ball to Aaron Jones. You got a first down. Those are the things. And we saw Aaron Jones do it the first time they played. Fourth down, get a matchup on a linebacker, bang, touchdown. He looks, and, and they talked about this on the broadcast, but he looks different. He looks stronger. He's finishing runs with more force. He's playing with an edge. Playing with that, that ferociousness that I don't know that we've seen before. This is the second time in two games he's like gotten in a fight with someone. Getting a little edgy. The fastest he's looked in his NFL career. They talk about that on the broadcast. GPS tracked in over, over 21 miles per hour on next gen. His ability to create 100-yard games, 100-yard games, 100-yard games. He's coming in with fresh legs. And for, for the Packers to be able to run the ball whenever they want, and create positive yards, except, of course, in the red zone, apparently. It, it is everything for them because it, it keeps them ahead of the sticks. On third down, they had the average yard to go below four. That's how, in a game where, you know, you, you did not you play as well as you would like overall in terms of scoring efficiency. They go seven of 10 on third down. When you just read the numbers, there's just no way. Seven of 10 on third down. 432 total yards, 7.2 yards per play, 308 net passing, 124 net rushing, and one turnover with one penalty. There's no way you should score 17 points. Like 17 points with 24 first downs. There, the, 17 points is the fewest points they could have possibly scored in this game. 17 points. They, they should have had 30 in this game. And they played a game that was worth 30. 
They scored enough to win. That's what really matters. But Aaron Jones in the postseason, we know Aaron Jones. He is your matchup. You want to put him out on linebacker? Okay. You want to just line him up, let him play normal running back? Okay. You want to let him create five extra yards just by using his legs to churn out those extra effort spots? He can do that. It just keeps them not just balanced, but in rhythm. Okay, first down run, second and four. Even second and six, you're staying on schedule. All right, it's second and six. You get four yards. Or he can break it for 10, 15, 17. Now, he he hasn't had the 50-yarders, but a lot of that is the way the teams are playing the Packers. They're playing a ton of too high. So it's hard to get out the gate when you have two high safeties back there. The Packers are punishing teams for playing too high against them. And if you play single high, you can beat them vertically. So it's really hard to play this Packers offense right now. The other piece of this, I can't say enough good things about Dontavian Wicks. I understand Jaden Reed, like we know Jaden Reed is awesome. Four catches, a buck 22 at a, the 59 yarder to set up the score. And I, it's, he, I expect him to make these plays every week. But the crazy thing is Jaden Reed is having one of the best rookie seasons in Packers history. And I'm not even sure he's the best rookie receiver on this team. And that's not a shot at him. He's awesome. I just think Dontavian Wicks as a route runner. I mean, how many times Tony Romo, every time Wicks caught a ball, they're going, oh, look at this route. What? Watch this, Jim. I mean, he was cooking guys at the line of scrimmage. A nose for the end zone, two scores in this one, six catches, 61 yards. They're scheming up stuff for him in the red zone. He he can be your boundary receiver. I don't know if this team has a true number one alpha receiver. And frankly, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. I don't know if it matters because this can be an egalitarian offense. This can just be throw it to the open guy. And it, it allows Matt LaFleur to just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scheme something up here. I'm going to get deep, deep, deep in my bag. And I'm going to call this. They called the same side play action that they've been trying to hit to a tight end all season. It it was a little bit different because it's the boot. But instead of just running the over, it felt like it was like an over and up. And we'll have to go back and watch the tape. But he gets loose up the sideline. That was my perception of how it was playing out in real time. But they get loose against cover two. That whole shot, and then Jaden Reed off to the races. Doesn't end up scoring. The guy running deep with Bo Melton, but man. That that speed from Jaden Reed. Matt LaFleur allows this team to just sort of follow the hot hand. To ride the heater. In the, in the low red zone, I'd, it, it would help to have some dudes. It would help to have Christian Watson. It would help to have Luke Musgrave healthy. It would help to have some ways to design opportunities for Tucker Craft. Jordan Love just making plays. Like the throw to, to Bo Melton was an absolute, it, it had a vapor trail behind it. Melton's got to make that catch. Romeo Dobbs, jump ball, that, that's what you're there for. Like Romeo Dobbs, his best trait right now is his ability to win in the red zone with route running and with contested catches or, you know, sideline catches, body control, all that stuff. Didn't do it. So you need guys like Dontavian Wicks who can catch the ball at the five and end up scoring. Not because he's 
incredibly shifty, but because he's just, the feel that he has for the game is remarkable. And then you have a quarterback who's just going to hit the right guy. He's just going to hit the open man. And there have been times this season where it has felt like, hey, you know, Christian Watson out there, they've been trying to get things going with him. And so they force fed him a little bit. Force fed him against Pittsburgh. And it didn't work. Turned into some issues. Now, Matt LaFleur has pointed to that Pittsburgh game as, as the game where you go, oh, this is what's possible with this team. Oh, this is what Jordan Love can do. And they've they've really, I mean, it started before that, but then they've really taken off from there. So to get these secondary playmakers, not wide receiver one, maybe not even wide receiver two. Although I think Wicks and, and Reed are sort of battling for that right now. You can you can weather these injuries. 432 yards of offense where you have your tight end one on a snap count. You don't have your wide receiver one and you haven't had your all pro left tackle all season against a top 10 defense in a must win game. I just can't say enough about what this offense has done. Now we're going to talk about the defense and yes, at the very, very end, we will talk about the kicker situation. I, I said, I didn't want to be negative. And so I'm going to try and find a way to talk about it. That's not, uh, we're going to talk about the defense though, because they came through in this one in just a second on locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL season is over. It's playoff time, baby. So why don't you get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose with that first wager. Guaranteed, guaranteed. $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. How about a same game parlay? I had the Packers, by the way, on the money line. In this one, one, that one, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jordan Love, for taking care of that one. And I don't know, Packers on the money line, you're probably going to get some pretty juicy odds. I have not seen a line as of this recording, was just trying to find it here. Our, our friends at FanDuel do not have it up yet, but rest assured, we will be talking about it very, very soon. Oh, just came across my timeline. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It is the Packers getting a full touchdown. The Packers getting a full touchdown with our friends at FanDuel. Oh, oh, we're going to have some fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So I was tracking the third downs. And if you if you go back and watch, the Packers ended at least three drives with sacks. They ended another drive with a near interception from Carrington Valentine. Probably should have had it. Would have, would have taken three points off the board if he makes that play, but would have been a tough play. You had Preston Smith eating up a screen on third and long, long, that they were just trying to get enough yards to make the fourth down workable. But he gets right in the window, blows it up. Great play by Preston Smith. Rashawn Gary. With a, with a PBU, gets the bat at the line of scrimmage. 
ends a drive. And then you have Carl Brooks getting a TFL on a screen on third and long after, I believe, Devontae Wyatt got the sack. You got multiple sacks from interior defenders, Carl Brooks, Quay Walker, and, and Kenny Clark. Excuse me, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and Carl Brooks all got sacks in this game. The Packers had 10 tackles for loss. When they needed to come through with plays, they did it. And, and for as critical as I have been of Joe Barry, the, the wrinkle that he threw out there, these five-man pressures in obvious passing situations, you it's hard to play man coverage against Justin Fields because he's going to beat you with his legs. And that's the only way he's going to beat you. What do you have? 148 yards in a game, 16 pass attempts in a game where you absolutely have to throw the ball the entire game. You're down the entire game. Any idea, any idea. I'm sorry, I have to say this. Any idea that the Bears are panicking over a decision or even making a decision on this quarterback when in a game where you desperately want to beat the Packers, your rivals, and keep them out of the playoffs, you're losing the entire game. And you throw 16 times, you throw 16 attempts. They are telling us everything that they believe about this quarterback. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. They are over Justin Fields. It is over. It's over. And one of the reasons is from what we saw on third down, you know what you can do to him. Five-man pressure. He's not going to be able to read the defense fast enough. You're going to be able to get home. You know that they cannot block you up. Lucas Patrick goes down on this game. You lose another interior offensive lineman in this game. And the Packers just ate it. Just ate it. And that, I mean, that those kinds of things, those kinds of things translate in the postseason. Pass rush plays. Defense travels. And we saw it last week. The pass rush, when the pass rush plays well, this defense can work. But the pass rush has to be awesome. Probably not going to be as awesome against Dak Prescott, who's a much better processor, a much more accurate passer. But this pass rush can give you so much that if you just would have caught the ones that he threw to you, and, and he did throw you one. I thought he might throw more than one, but he only threw it 16 times. Like if he throws it 30 times, he probably throws two or three interceptions. The Bears know that. Everyone knows that. We, we have eyes. We can watch the game. And not for nothing, they did run it 25 times in this game. And they ran it 25 times for 75 yards. That was the way that the Bears were supposed to be able to beat the Packers, take advantage. 25 runs for 75 yards. The long on the day was a nine-yard run. This defense played well enough. Or some field goals. Had to get a little bit lucky. But the defense, the defense did its job. I'm not saying keep Joe Barry by any means. Definitely not saying that. But they deserve credit for the way that they played. For the way that they schemed this game. Because it worked. Last thing. Last thing. Now that the games really, really matter. And this was, this was a season where you have Andres Carlson and you're trying to build up his confidence. You're trying to develop him. And Rich Bisaccia, I don't know why we should have any faith that Rich Bisaccia is going to be the guy to put this all together. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say at this point about, about that. But 
Mason Crosby is on the Giants practice squad. This is a playoff game. It would be very easy. Anders Carlson's young. It'd be very easy to say, hey, look, look. We didn't anticipate when we drafted you, we'd be in this position. We want to give you time. You're still our guy for the future. But it would be unfair to put you in this position while you're still figuring everything out. We're going to sign Mason Crosby and go from there. By the way, Mason Crosby, the architect of the greatest kick in the Aaron Rodgers era, 250-plus yarders at Jerry World. Plus, it's indoors. He's been kicking. Kicked last week, had an opportunity at a 50-yarder, missed it. But it would be an easy thing to just say, hey, Anders, we really like you. But we need to have a veteran in here. And and maybe maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care. It's not like Mason was automatic, given the, the limited opportunities that he has, was on two practice squads. The Rams didn't even keep him. So I don't know, maybe he doesn't look good. But I, I certainly think that would be an option here. And I'm fine just like letting it ride. If, if, that's the, if that's the path that they take, I'm fine with it because you know it would be awesome. You give him an opportunity at the end of the game. You're playing with house money. I mean, this feels a little bit like when the Packers went to Detroit. Feeling really good. They know they got to get a little lucky. And just go out and play free. Free and easy. And they did that. And it looked great. Playing with swagger, playing playing with fire, playing aggressive down the field, throwing the ball. So, if you're going to play with house money, just play with house money. Ride with your guys because you could be in a position at the end of the game where he's got to kick a 52-yarder to give you the win. And he does it. And then, well, you, you catapult moving forward. And if he misses, maybe it's just over. Maybe it's just over. And then you know, it's over. I think it'd be useful either way. I would I would be fine with them doing either of those things. I would I would be fine with doing either of those things. I said I, I didn't want to be negative. So I, I'm not going to be. I, I just don't know why you'd have faith in Rich Passaccia to get this fixed. I, I don't know why you'd have faith, faith in him to be the guy. But maybe just kick a bunch of extra points next week and it's not a problem that you have to have. All right. We are going to have an absolute blast this week. Packers, Cowboys. We've got Victory Monday here in the bag now. Expert Tuesday. Lily Zhao on Wednesday. Crossover Thursday. Working on a big interview on Friday. So let's get excited. Let's have some fun. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes. Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Wear your chains out this week. Wear your chains out loud and proud this week. If you're not watching on YouTube, you don't know you know what I'm talking about, but do it anyway. Wear your chains out. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we are right now with almost 2,000 people on our live stream after the game, come subscribe to us on Locked on Packers. So, you know, you know like they're going to the playoffs. You might want to stay Locked on Packers.